0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. You are watching a master at work.
1: Welcome, welcome, welcome to NFL Trend Zone. I am your host, Dustin Baker. I'm here with Jason Bowen and Wesley Johnson, and we're going to do what we do every week, and that's talk about all of the trending NFL topics over the last week. Most of the topics tonight are derived from 53-man cuts and the trades that uh, that happened within them, and we'll dive into that in a moment. But first, we're going to talk about our new sponsor, which is PlayActionPools.com. Exciting news, our pod is partnering with PlayActionPools.com. This season, to bring some interactive fun to the sport that we love most, you'll be able to get in on all the action with our PlayActionPools.com Football Pick'em Challenge, which is open to everyone. Here's how it works. Sign up for our contest, BelieveFootballPick'em at PlayActionPools.com, and then get your picks in each week. We're going to select the 10 highest-profile games of the week from NFL and college football. Whoever gets the most picks correct each week will win a pair of electric sunglasses and a pair of D.C. shoes. Again, go to PlayActionPools.com. And sign up for the contest, B-L-E-A-V, football pick'em. And if you plan on hosting your own football contest, go to playactionpools.com today. They've got Survivor, pick'em, as well as cool sportsbook-style concept ones where you can build your own bankroll and all that fun stuff. Playactionpools.com, your new home for all of your office pools for the NFL Trend Zone this week. The topic's... Proverbial, proverbially, wrote themselves with all of the roster cuts. And the first item that was of shock value, out of all things on cut day, the first cut that was notable was the fact that Cam Newton wasn't going to play for the Patriots. And that caught me by surprise because I thought if they signed him in the first place, that the very bottom floor that he could be would be the quarterback, too. And I thought that he would be an instrument to help groom Mac Jones. I think he could get get into that once he realized that, man, this kid's pretty good, but now he won't be available to do that because Belichick said the heck with you. So it's going to be the Mac Jones show. This will be the first time the Belichick's had a true blue rookie. I think maybe dating back to his Browns days. I don't even know if he had one then. So this is going to be a Belichickian thing. Belichick's getting older. So he probably thinks I don't have a lot of time. So we're just going to start this youngster. (laughs) But I was stunned because It felt like there was a commitment to Cam to see what he was capable of beyond 2020 when he had a diminished roster in all aspects, whether it was coronavirus opt-outs or offensive players that just weren't very good. But he will not get that audition, whether it was for his vaccination status or not. He's a free agent. I don't know where he'll end up, if he'll take a second fiddle to anybody, but that'll be on the docket for everybody's interest. But Wes, did that one... Flummix you as much as it did me.
2: A little bit. I mean, I, I think we discussed it a little bit last week. Mm-hmm. Um, how the mix-up in his missed test or the testing off-site and that going against the uh, NFL rules and forced him to sit out for five days uh, really opened the door for for Mac Jones to kind of solidify. Uh, His spot on the roster. And I, you know, even though Belichick won't admit it, I think that um, his vaccination status did, in fact, play a a role um, in the process. Uh, uh, A lot of, you know, football is being available for your team. And with um, a scare like this or, you know, close contact, you suddenly become unavailable for your team. So um, I I think just the the natural course of things was to go with Mac Jones. And then, you know, it came down to uh, stylistically, is Cam the right fit for this team uh, to back up Mac Jones? And uh, obviously they didn't feel that that was the case. And, you know, they uh, let Cam out of his contract to hopefully find you know, work elsewhere as a backup.
1: I'm excited for this. I think that, I mean, they probably won't reach the Super Bowl, but I think that Jones will be poised beyond his years. Belichick will pound into his head that you know we don't turn over the ball here, so you know think twice before you do any of that bullshit. And I just, I, I think, I think it's gonna work. I, I did my my predictions, uh, was last night, and I, I ended up putting the Patriots along with the Broncos into the playoffs at the sixth and seventh seed, because you really struck a chord with me, Wesley, when you told me that half the NFL playoff teams don't make it the next year. So I had to find ones to adhere to that statistical philosophy. Mm -hmm. So the Patriots got the cut for me. And I think it's just a lot of excitement that a refocused Patriots team with healthy dudes and ones that are actually playing. I, I, I I'm excited about seeing Belichick, what he can do with his guys and now with his new clay to mold with the Jones uh, Jason. Is this the end of the road for Newton or is he going to go to the Broncos or what the hell is going to happen?
0: Well, yeah. I mean, according to everybody in Denver there, he's going to Denver, <laughs> you know, uh, breaking news, right. With the hashtags. Um, no, I mean, y- y- I-, I think it might be, I-, I mean, I don't know. I'm sure he can find work elsewhere um, as a, as a reasonable backup. I-, I think I touched on this a couple of weeks ago, whether that was last week or two weeks ago, when we were talking about this situation, Definitely Matt Jones all the way. And I think that they knew it. And then I I, I asked that question, well, why, why in the world would they, would they extend Cam? And, you know, it was a reasonable extension. What was it? 10 million. So I thought, you know, they probably kept him on there. Just because when they drafted Mac, they probably were uncertain about, you know, hey, well, what's this what's this kid going to need? And then they probably figured Cam is, I guess, reasonable. I mean, we could roll with him if need be, because we did just go out and have a free agent frenzy. He'd have to be pretty bad to, to not work here. But then they realized this Jones kid. Holy shit. I mean, wow. I mean, that had to have even impressed, you know. Well, it impressed everybody. So, like, we don't really need him. We There's no reason to keep this guy on our roster. And, and you know, I don't know the vaccination status. I mean, now yeah, that could potentially have been a part of it. But I don't know that he had any intention to start Cam Newton this year, um, especially after Mac got onto the field and started showing what he could do. I was thinking more about Newton, you know, landing spots, whether
1: it was Washington or the Vikings, because their quarterback two situation is – Uh, debatable in terms of its proficiency, if it was even needed. And then there's other spots too. But I I think that it might just be a situation West where he plays that mercenary role where he waits because inevitably there's going to be a starting quarterback between now and what, November or so that's going to get hurt. And I think, wouldn't you agree that the very best version of Cam Newton right now, however old he is, He's probably guiding a team to 10 and 7, 11 and 6 if everything clicked. Mm-hmm. And I don't know of what his interests are, If he, but I think that would be an arrangement where if it was Mahomes or it was Russell Wilson, that, then he's sitting there in good shape and then they make the call if they don't like their backup quarterback situation, but they still want to make a playoff push and say, hey, um, does it really benefit Cam to go sit in Washington behind Fitzpatrick and just do that? what he's done this
0: whole off season, like play will he or won't he? What a bruise to the, oh, I'm sorry. I got to chime in here. What yeah. a bruise to Cam's ego. That would be if he had to go and sit behind Fitzy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think that's
1: what he, well, this news happened so late in the preseason. It's kind of like last year when Adrian Peterson was released by Washington. It was like, huh, that's strange. This season veteran will end up on his feet, but I don't know that it's going to do Cam any bit of good. To go back up, Jared Goff. I mean, maybe, but what, what do you think, Wes? You're good at predicting these things. Does he get signed in the next month?
2: Uh, next month, uh, I would say so. Okay. Um, I'd say maybe Houston, maybe Dallas. Um, he could back up Dak. The Cooper Rush isn't really um, bring fear to any defenses, um, maybe Bishop Sycamore's defense, but, um, (laughs) (laughs) uh, yeah, I I would say, you know, Houston would give them possibly an opportunity to start in place of, um, was it Taylor? Mm Yeah. Um, or even just back them up. Uh, they also might want to, um, go with, Davis Mills at some point during the year to see what they have in him. Um, I, I at, think... this
0: point, at this point, though, Wes, they're, they're not playing for anything down there in Houston, no, are they? they're not. They're Who not. might as well start Mills?
1: It's such a, it would be such a nasty thing to be a fan of them because you don't know if you're going to have the third-best quarterback in the world ever again. Probably not because he doesn't even want to be there, let, <laughs> right. let alone his legal situation. And then you have... What you think is a rebuild, but then they signed a bunch of free agents right, right there with the Patriots in that March week. They were going tit for tat, signing all mm-hmm. these relatively big names, hogging them, the rest, hogging them for the rest of us. And that was probably at a time when they still thought Watson was going to be the guy, but now it's very clear that he won't be for this year. So it's, it's a purgatory feel to what they're in, but it's almost worse than that because the quarterback – doesn't want to be there on top of it all so it's right. like we're just going to play these games because we have to <laughs>
0: right right and i got i got a i got an off the wall prediction for a landing spot for cam okay new orleans hmm. so that would mean uh, that james didn't go do well or no, no 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 uh, understood backup
2: uh-huh. yeah
0: yeah, I thought you know, I thought that that's kind of what you, where you were at. I don't think he's going to be a starter in this league. I mean, he can't be seeking that kind of position right now at this point. I don't think. But there's no spot. I mean, well, it's Houston. I mean, he could go down there. And yeah, Houston, start. Washington,
1: like Washington. I there's people that still think that Fitzpatrick is misunderstood, and this is going to be the year for them because he's got a good defense and. <laughs> fine, but yeah, fine. with, uh, with Houston, that's why it's so weird. It's like, what do you even accomplish? You, you win right. five games instead of three. So yeah. I think, yeah. I think his best bet is just to marinate until something happens to somebody and that team still wants to go to the playoffs.
2: Yeah. I think <laughs> I've found a, a good spot for him to be a backup in and that would be the chargers. I, I don't really know who their backup is, but yeah. he's like, Body wise, he's similar to what Herbert brings. Herbert, you know, I believe has a a ton more upside at this point. But uh, if something were to happen to Herbert, I I think, you know, plugging Cam into that system would work. So um, that might be something to watch out for, too.
1: Yeah. It all depends
2: on if
0: he wants to be a QB, too.
2: Right. Absolutely. Yeah.
0: Yep. What ha- What What was him and uh, well, yeah. Washington makes a lot of sense too because him and him and Rivera were on good terms, right? Yes. Yeah. So there, there would be that connection there, but I think they like Heineke too. Heineke, yeah, played yeah. like a
1: you know a mini superstar against the Bucks, and I'll will say till the day I die they played them the best out of anybody in the playoffs.
0: Yeah, and they wouldn't have gotten yeah. in the playoffs, I don't think, without uh without Heineke.
1: Yeah, that's the. That's why I'm pretty sure they're con- well. It, I don't know why they're content with Fitzpatrick and Heineke, but I'm pretty sure they are content with Fitzpatrick and Heineke. Uh, Chase Daniel's the backup for Herbert. Okay, so yeah. you know he's still getting paid a shitload of yeah, money. Yeah, Vikings <laughs> fans know him, um, but yeah, he's he's making a bunch of money for being a backup, and good for him. Yeah, no, again, that is awesome. So I think our official <laughs> advice, Cam, is just post up and wait till you're needed. And in the, inevitably there's going to be a team that get, has, there's going to be a, a few teams that have injured quarterbacks and you're going to have to say is, you know, uh, Cooper rush going to do it. Do we want to win the NFC East? So let's go get Cam Newton. It's going to be that type of
0: feel. I think yeah, and that would also too probably benefit Cam the most in terms of like leverage and, and, mm-hmm. and, you know, ego boosting and that sort of thing, which I think he, uh, you know, I think he's the type of player that that needs that.
1: Yeah. All right, Wes, tell us about, we're going to skip all over the board because of these roster cuts. The Baltimore Ravens draft to Prashad Bateman, signed Sammy Watkins. and That was going to fix their uh, arsenal with Lamar Jackson, give them some weapons, even though they run the ball more than anybody else. But now you're telling me that they are banged up.
2: Yeah. Yeah, they put uh, Bateman on uh, IR. Uh, also, they put um, oh, what was his name? Uh, Miles Boykin on IR today, too. Uh, short-term IR, uh, so they can return after uh, after three weeks. Um, that leaves them, you know, kind of thin at the position. They're going to have uh, Hollywood Brown, Sammy Watkins, uh, Devin Duvernay, uh, who Cody last week uh, propped up. Yeah. Um, and not too much after that. Um, so, you know, it, it'll be interesting to see what happens. Definitely, uh, boost the value of, uh, uh, Andrews, the tight end. So, uh, we shall see,
1: you know, where this leaves them hmm. right where they've been.
2: Yeah. The exact exactly. Same
1: spot. Exactly.
2: Like,
1: getting Bateman was cool and he will be good. He's a gopher. That's where I went to school. And then Watkins, I guess, could have got you 600, 700 yards. But when you, you had that fivesome, then you're like, okay, he's got some stuff playing on Now he's back just to the three and a bunch of garbage after that. Yeah. And it's exactly where we've been the last <laughs> few years. So it's, and it's no fault of the uh, front office. It's just that things happen. And that's what's happened again, that we're going to see the Ravens that we're very familiar with. The Ravens that I picked to get the AFC championship, by the way. Yeah. Yep. I have them going against Kansas city. Uh, what else on some of these uh, outstanding or, I guess, noteworthy, <laughs> the Bears? I, I see that you have indicated they are light at defensive back, and it's weird to see the Bears on any type of list that is deficient defense. So elaborate, kind sir.
2: Yeah, they, um, I, I forget who they cut, but they have, um, oh, Jalen Johnson, I believe, is the the defensive back. He's, probably the best one that they have and i he's a second year pro i believe was a a second round pick um they so they currently have four defensive backs after the cut day uh five tight ends which
1: (laughs) 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 on the the 53 man
2: yeah on the 53 man with five tight ends um man oh jesus I have no idea what they're trying to do there. Maybe they thought that they can make a deal with uh, Minnesota for a defensive back, Uh, but yeah, that's, I, I'm not fearful of their defense this year. Uh, The defensive back uh, depth is probably the main reason why. Um, Obviously going into soldier field is always a difficult task, so I won't, You know, discredit that if Minnesota goes into uh, Chicago and and loses because it always seems to happen anyway.
1: Oh well, that it. No matter. I've always said about these two teams: if the Bears going into that game are thirteen and one, and the Vikings are one and thirteen, the Vikings will give them the fight of their life, and vice versa. On that field, it doesn't matter who's who's better or worse in terms of record. It's just a sloppy, (laughs) fluke-filled ordeal. Uh, when, when the Vikings hook up in soldiers, so so their their secondary doesn't sound that great, but they still have the best linebacking core in the world, right? With Trevathan, Roquan, and uh, who's the Mac? Mac is yeah. My brain always tells them that he's the edge rusher, but yeah, they they put him in that.
2: So, yeah.
0: So yeah, that's that should help a little bit. It's not like their poverty all of a sudden, but... You know, with the Bears situation, though, I, I got I to gotta chime in there and correlate it to Denver. Mm-hmm. Who's ever in charge of making roster decisions over there needs to be fired immediately. Immediately. <laughs> they, Denver has two of their secondary members that they got from Chicago, and they are yeah. paying Bryce Callahan, who was ranked, according to, you know, PFF in the top three last year, D-backs, and... Kyle Fuller, who's an All-Pro, a total of seventeen million between the both of those guys, <laughs> and got them both from Chicago. Yeah, and good. And well, yeah, I'm not complaining one bit there. But w- remember, they they cleared that room out to make room so they could pay Andy Dalton, <laughs> right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yeah, they, Unbelievable. Did, they did just that.
1: And then uh, and we <laughs> talked two weeks ago about they, Nagy would have, he would have all the cover in the world, with this Mac Jones news, Trevor Lawrence starting Zach Wilson. All he'd have to say is come out and say, I was impressed by the youngster and it would be a disservice to him not to start him. So Andy, where you're going to be the QB two? And J- Jason, you said uh, that's exactly what he should do. He should come out and just, you know, be a flip flop right on the spot. Just act like a politician, and, <laughs> yeah, nobody and, and everybody would for everybody would forget about that in a day. Yep.
0: Yeah.
1: And for some reason, I I don't know if he if he said this, but on Twitter it told me that he made a promise to Andy Dalton. I don't know if that was a direct quote or if that that's what's keeping him there. So this thing, I, I have a feeling this could be like a, a matter of a half like Andy Dalton goes six for 13 in the first half of a game. And then it's fields. It feels like it should be that inevitable. It would be one thing if the bears had a storied history at quarterback and, you know, Dalton is just the patch over, but they're right up there with the Browns in terms of an aptitude of quarterback outside of what five years of Cutler. Um, so it's, they should be the first in line
0: to switch over to the future. Yeah, I could. I couldn't right. imagine being a fan of that team right now.
1: Yeah, I, I, it's it probably won't take that long. That's what I'll predict, and I know the bear is better than your average bear, but uh, I think that it won't. It won't take very long.
0: Man, I just I I and I think about that that 2000 what was it 18 season when Trubisky had that good year, and I reference mm-hmm. that year a lot because mm-hmm. that team, you know, I think Fangio was still the the D coordinator there, but that team looked awesome. I mean, their defense was great. And I thought that this Nagy guy was an up and cop. I was envious of what I saw there on offense with the young quarterback. And now it's, Oh mm-hmm. my God, I couldn't, I it's like, man, oof. they,
1: uh, that was the year that Parky missed the field goal or it donged off the, the thing. And yes. sent the Eagles to the next round, wasn't it? Yes. So, yeah. And I, it's just been a really big offseason talking point that Fields probably won't start week one. And I think that by the time we're doing the show in four weeks, we'll look back and be like, yeah, remember when they just talked to Dalton? <laughs> yeah, that didn't <laughs> last very long. It's, so, it's just so inevitable. It's just a matter of biding your time.
0: Yeah, he Nagy doesn't owe Dalton anything.
1: <laughs> no, but evidently he's a man of his word and is going to allow him to... Give it a shot. And maybe Dalton, will be, maybe Dalton will hoodwink them into thinking that, yeah, I know he can He can get you to the wild card. <laughs> of course he will. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's talk about some of the, this one's pretty meaty, the, the pup list. Uh, David Bakhtiari, Michael Thomas, Stephen Gilmore are all headed to the feared pup list. And that means they cannot play football for six weeks. In Packer land, that's a big deal because Bakhtiari is either the best in the business or second best in the business. Michael Thomas's decline continues to spiral. Man, he was such a freak of nature in 2019, and now it seems like a footnote to anything, whether it's fantasy football or the Saints' projections. And then Gilmore was a defensive player of the year two seasons ago. So these are three titans of industry that are going to get off to a rocky start simply because they won't be on the field. Did I forget any of the pups, Wes?
2: No, I think you got them all. Um and the, the PUP lists, um, I believe those announcements were made on cut day. And then uh, we saw uh, a bunch of players go on uh, short-term IR yeah. um, today, which was the, once the rosters were announced, uh, then players could be put on a short-term IR and uh, other players brought in in their place.
0: What's the difference between IR and, and the PUP list, the unable to perform?
2: Um, I'm not certain about the PUP list. I, I know for uh, the IR, um, the NFL made some changes to the ruling. Uh, there used to be you could only put two players on the short-term IR. That short-term uh, would last at minimum eight games. Yeah. Um, now you can have unlimited... Uh, players return from the IR and, uh, this is after missing at least three games. So okay, uh, if they go on short-term IR, they have to sit out for three games and then they can return.
0: What
1: is The the, yeah, go ahead, Dustin. The common sense way to, I think, wrap your head around the difference is, uh, players go to the pup when they ain't coming back for six weeks. There's no mystery. Something's wrong with Bakhtiari. Something's wrong with Thomas. Something's wrong with Gilmore. They're not going to be coming through that door four weeks from now. And if they were put on IR, then they have the flexibility to come right back to the team. And then you send a guy, you know, cut a guy to make room for him. With the PUP, that's the spot for them just to live. And then they can, historically anyway, put more dudes on the IR if they need to, and then call up others from the practice squad. So PUP is just a spot where you live if it's so uh, foregone of a conclusion that you're going to be hurt, that you go live there rather than have
0: false hope on the IR. Yeah, Okay. So, but you're still on the 53 then if you're, uh, if you're on the pop list,
1: no, well, I mean, in spirit or no, you're not technically it, it gives, it gives room. I believe Wes, uh, it gives room for a youngster presumably to take your spot and then, once Maxiari's back, some like the fifty-third best guy on the Packers will be kicked back to the. Oh, okay,
0: line. so all right, so then, and uh, but then after that six weeks, it, mm-hmm. it it he doesn't have those players don't have to wait the eight-week minimum as an IR player, they could just come back. Yep, yep. Okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. Is there the
1: any t- notable, used to be
0: the eight week? Yeah, yeah. yeah it used to be. That
1: Is there any notable injuries for the Broncos?
0: Uh, Michael Ojemudia, one of our. You know, uh, D backs, but you know it's a pretty deep position. We, we somehow managed to get out of preseason and and um, you know uh, training camp and all that good stuff with without any major. You know, I mean, Ojumudia was is number five on our cornerback depth chart. I mean, still going to be a missing piece, but you know, um, it's not nothing too too serious. That's
1: uh, that's huge Hmm. because. I talked about this on my Viking show about a half hour ago that when you start to get into late January, and of course, early February, when you look around landscape, the NFL, it's really about who survived injuries and who doesn't turn the ball over. There's oodles of more stuff that factors into, you know, whether it's ball time of possession and that kind of thing, but it's very rare that teams that are just ravaged with injury somehow find a way. So how about uh, the Vikes? How'd they fare? Well, not good. Irv um, Smith Jr. was lost for the season, and they traded for Chris Herndon, uh, who was a Jet with allegedly a high upside. Their left tackle may or may not play in week one or two, as Christian Darrisaw, and then Anthony Barr, who's kind of their one of their staples in the linebacking core, has a mysterious knee thing, but he's supposed to be back. So it had the Herb Smith thing not happened, I would have said, yeah, not bad. Pretty, pretty standard. But uh, Wes will tell you that the Herb Smith thing uh, disqualifies a lot of things that the Vikings wanted to do with a, a tight end that's super fast for his role. And he's yeah. basically, a, basically a WR3 for the team. So they have to either use Herndon in that capacity or revise what they do.
2: Kind of like the Ravens. Back to how it was essentially <laughs> yep. um one one good thing too about uh bar and dare um they didn't wind up on short-term ir so mm-hmm. the the team must feel good about them you know making it within one of these first few games yeah at uh, this time
1: last year wasn't hunter didn't didn't he go on a three game or a four game or something like that
2: uh i don't recall or was he already I... shut down I, I thought we shut him down fairly.
1: I thought we were. Or maybe
2: it was short term and then yeah. it came out, yeah. you know, four weeks in that. Yeah, he's not coming back.
1: Yeah, I think we knew or at least our cynicism told us that this was a bigger deal than we were told. But I don't yeah. think that because right now we're about to trade for Ng- Ngankwe and all of us thought that it would be Ngankwe and Hunter. Yes. And I want to say we had that excitement for a few weeks and we kept thinking wait till Hunter gets back. And yeah, and and then we saw like his Instagram that he was <laughs> in New York going to a surgeon, and we were like,
2: a bit." <laughs> right. I did find out some more information on the pup list. Yeah. Uh, so NFL rules dictate that the player must sit out for at least six weeks. Here's the caveat: um, as opposed to short-term IR, uh, then teams will have a window of five weeks to decide whether that player can start practicing. If he does not practice within those five weeks or isn't activated to the 53-man roster within 21 days after he begins practicing again, he'll have to stay on the pup list for the remainder of the year. So the pup list, it gives the player time to practice with the team before making that decision to actually activate him to the 53-man roster. Okay.
0: What do you guys think is going to happen with um, Michael Thomas? by the time this is all said and done, because, uh, and obviously the guy's a talent, but I find, I, I feel eerily similar to, and I know it's completely two different reasons and topics and all this and that I'm not comparing it that way, but to a, to a Josh Gordon situation, you remember when obviously mm-hmm. Gordon had that breakout year, uh, 2013, 2012, maybe it was, but He didn't get back into the league, really, I don't think, successfully for a good, oh, God, I mean, I know it's been eight, nine years since he's been successfully able to do it, but he finally came back after about two years. But Michael Thomas has been out of football for almost two years. Yeah, it will
1: have been whenever he comes back, whether it's midway through this season or not at all. Yeah,
0: it'll it'll be the same. That's sad. Yeah, right in the prime of his career, too. Exactly. That's that's a, it's a, and it's not like he can just come back and I mean, you know, be in a completely different situation. Won't have a hall of fame quarterback who knows where he's going to be. Obviously his attitude isn't the best down there in new Orleans, that all coming after he got paid a bulk, a buttload. I don't, I just don't know his career. I just don't see it ever. I, I don't see it going anywhere.
1: See, right. he's he's a volume receiver in that he gets all of his numbers um, for being the target of an offense like Breeze conducted, and he's magnificent. Now, with two years out of the game, we'll have to see if he still has that in his bag with a different quarterback. And two years, if it is that out of a sport, is to me is humongous. It's it's yeah. it's, it's, it's why like mm-hmm. when Clay Thompson comes back this October, I think he'll be good. But I'm can I'm not convinced that he'll be. Absolute, you know, show-stopping uh, all-star that he was two years ago. He'll still be damn good. But anytime you're away from the game for that long, you start to wonder: God, is there going to be a little rust or what? Like, what's going on? Oh yeah, that's. I mean, that's a long, long time. Um, we touched on uh, Watson, and I want to get back to it because he, for now, and this could and then. Right now, it looks like he's going to be on the 53-man roster, and he is A, a player that doesn't want to be there, and then B, a player that's embroiled in a lot of stuff. And it it this seems like the type of story that any moment you could get out your phone and it's going to say he goes to the commissioner's list. That could happen any minute, right. and it probably will if I was going to you know put money on it. But it seems odd that somebody, whether it's their ownership or Goodell doesn't step in and make it official because – I don't know. It just doesn't seem like they'd have a whole lot to lose by making a, you know, ethical decision on this, that until we figure this out, you're going to post up like Adrian Peterson did on, on this commissioner's list. Right. Is that, will that actually happen Wes or why is this one different?
2: Uh, I really don't know. Uh, I'm guessing because he's a quarterback. He's, you know, 25. Um, And as you mentioned previously, top three quarterback in the league, Um, more of a face of the league than Mm -hmm. uh, Adrian Peterson was. Um, And, you know, putting him on that commissioner's list will um, essentially scarlet letter him regardless of the outcome uh, of the trial. So I'm guessing that's why they're being – cautious with it but at the same time um you know there's a lot of smoke coming out of um you know the other camps regarding
1: then jason answer me this if he's on the 53-man roster why doesn't whatever their coach's name go to him and be like you're on the team nfl hasn't said anything week one you're starting yeah, well, yeah. I mean,
2: that's, <laughs> that's problem a, solved.
0: Yeah, I mean, if, it, yeah, I, that's exactly right. I mean, you, if, if there's no really uh, rule or if nobody, if the commissioner isn't saying, you know, this guy can't play, then that's exactly what needs to happen. Yeah, I don't give a. Sh- I don't give a here's shit, Deshaun, also why if you want to go out there or not, you're going out there. <laughs> what do you got,
2: Wes? Here's here also why, though. They are Money. still actively trying to trade this man, and yeah. they have a GM who, you know, got on his soapbox and said that he's not going to trade a a player in his prime at the quarterback position for seventy cents on the dollar. So <laughs> it, it's this crazy, crazy game of chicken that's happening um, on all sides. And then you bring in this reality show kind of uh, court case dilemma that he's found himself in, and it's just – it's a messy situation. It's something that, you know, a- as you touched on, he should be moved to the exempt list to – yeah clean the slate with him and and I I just
1: I don't get like so if he's going to be on the 53 man maybe we're just talking about this too soon and Goodell will come down before the season starts but what is the difference so if they're going to make the moral decision not to play him he's going to live on the roster and therefore we're righteous like that (laughs) that doesn't add up it like you tell him if you go, you're going to start. You're the third best quarterback in the business. We don't care that you don't want to be here. Either you can sit out. We're, we'll have this standoff. But it's it's the both of these factors that's made this so messy because he came out and said he didn't want to be there anymore. And then all the allegations came out. So it almost nullified the fact he didn't want to be there. And every time right. that you, every time you think like, okay, well, let's see here if the commissioner doesn't do anything and the legal system hasn't adjudicated this yet, then why he just play? Oh, because he doesn't want to play there on top of it all. <laughs> it's like, you couldn't write something worse for such a keynote player. It, worse for, for women, for him, for the Texans, for te- fans of the Texans. Like every way you try to finagle it, the only way thing that would solve it would be that trade. But then what team wants to
0: say like, oh, this is our new face, this, this predator, well, yeah. well, you know, as a business decision, uh, if, you're a, if you're a GM of a team right now, um, yeah, you, yeah <laughs> I, you give up a seventh rounder for him. <laughs> I mean, you know, I mean, I mean, you know, I, we don't, I don't if you're talking strict business football, that's it, obviously. And I think anybody in their right mind knows that that's all that this would be. Um, you do it and you, you do, I mean, but Texans ain't going to get what they would have, no. not even close to that, not even a, a percentage of that. The only thing, if, like if you're Watson
1: or you're somebody who's done something wrong and you're looking for redemption, the only thing that solves or heals is time. And yeah. this hasn't, hasn't even begun to start the clock on, you know, his reclamation and I, that doesn't even seem like the, the trial or whatever or the courts or whatever it's whatever is going to happen won't happen until next year so it could take years years yeah that's 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 why it's so dicey that's why the commissioner really should make it unmysterious and say we looked at it and you know it's bogus therefore you could play and and it's probably that's probably not true so therefore you're going to hang out on the commissioner list right it's yeah, I, I can't, like, if this, the amount of time that I invest on the Vikings, like, with my brain, <laughs> if, this, if this was the Vikings, oh, it would just be, that's all I'd be able to think about from a football standpoint.
0: Well, yeah, there's no, there's no reasonable resolution uh, for either side. I mean, and, you know, the minutes you start thinking, like, we were just talking, yeah, you get them out there, so you play them. <laughs> then you, then, then you start thinking, yeah, but. Yeah, this isn't even started yet. This thing hasn't even, I mean, ooh, this could take until 2025 to get resolved. <laughs> right. Yeah, because there's just so many.
1: So, all right, run down the rest of the trades and then I'll spin the wheel, Wes.
2: Uh, yeah. Um, the <laughs> biggest ones, obviously, Harden uh, to Minnesota mm-hmm. um, fills a need for them. Uh, probably the best value available on the market. Uh, there was actually a trade for a punter. Uh, Green Bay picked up um, a punter from the Rams. Um, and then the Giants, they bolstered their offensive line. They traded for um, center Billy Price from Cincinnati and guard Ben Bread is in from Baltimore. So.
1: And then the Broncos trade, since we got a, a Broncos enthusiast.
2: Oh yeah. They picked up a linebacker from San Francisco, Jonas Griffin.
1: And is that a depth thing? I'm guessing Jason.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think so. And you know, I, I liked the trade that they did for wide receiver, Trinity Benson. Too. Oh yeah. Yeah. Tell us about mm-hmm. that one. Well, I mean, you know, he just, he, I mean, he's, he's, I, I really liked what I saw out of this kid, um, you know, but he's number, you know, <laughs> six on the wide receiver depth chart. Um, you know, they Peyton, you know, got, I believe he got a, uh, what did he get for these? We got two picks. Yeah. Um, I don't fifth remember the seventh. Ex- fifth and the seventh. That's it. I was going to say sixth and seventh, but yeah, if that's, I mean, that's even better. Um, so, you know, might as well get what you can get out of that guy and, you know, still roll with who you have. And what's
1: the point of him, like just for depth, like in case they have a injury flurry? Like, why would you trade for wide receiver six?
2: Special teams, or for for Detroit? I mean, we Detroit's pretty light. They they cut. Oh, I see. Bernard okay. Perryman. Um, I so see. They they definitely needed. You know, they need an influx of talent at the position, and you know this gives them a year head start. So to speak, uh, rather than
1: okay. I misread uh, it. I thought the Broncos were adding another wide receiver.
0: Oh no! I, I was actually I was actually shocked that they did. Get, it looked like uh, Benson was gonna take over for uh, uh, Deontay Spencer. Yeah, on special teams. Um, yeah, that obviously didn't happen. And now Spencer is, is part of that receiving core too. And that was, it was shared and well, I shared tagged you guys in it. Yeah. Uh, their receiver depth is now cut to those, those five. Like, I thought that that was a joke at first. Like we should be worried. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Sutton and Patrick and Hamler and Judy and Spencer and <laughs> so, but I mean, you got a nice, nice little hall late, late round hall for him. So. Yeah, that's uh, Peyton being Peyton. Yeah,
1: I like it. I spun the wheel here, and this landed on the San Francisco 49ers. So, Wes, you get to uh, probably the team you know second best.
2: Uh, 49ers.
1: Give me a record and why it happens.
2: I will say. 13 and what would that be? Four. Four. Thirteen and four. Wow, that's real. Uh, why it happens, yeah, that um, the Niners have, I believe, the easiest schedule um, or at least one of the top you know, five easiest schedules this year. Uh, their main competition will come from their own division. Uh, they are healthy. Um, they are going to operate with a more than likely two quarterback system that's going to flamux opposing defenses. And I I think they're just going to kind of play smash mouth ball and rotate in these running backs at random.
1: Well, that's I think that's the loftiest win loss that you've given in our little in the wheel segment. <laughs> Jason, what do you got for the 2021 49ers?
0: Uh, yeah, I'd say what Wes just said at minimum, I think the Niners are going to crush it this year, actually, um, for all the reasons you just mentioned, uh, I think, you know, Shanahan is going to find a way to utilize both of those quarterbacks to their, to their, you know, to their ceilings. Um, and I, I don't know, I, their defense, I think is the biggest thing that you just nailed is, is health wise, Um, aside from, from, from Denver, I mean, the Niners were so banged up last year. We all saw what they can do healthy. Yeah. They don't have Salah anymore, Mm -hmm. but their, their new D coordinator is just as coveted. (laughs) I mean, I thought I saw something about him already being looked at as, you know, down the road for, for potential head coaching jobs.
2: Mm.
0: So, I mean, I, I, who, what's his name? Wes?
2: Uh, I actually don't know. I haven't familiarized myself yet. I was actually
0: shocked <laughs> to see it, uh, when I came across that and I don't, I don't remember who shared it or what was, but you know, I was like, they just got rid of, uh, you know, a D coordinator that that was awesome, by the way. Just, yeah. But yeah, I mean, I think a big, big year for, for the Niners, assuming they stay, they, they stay, stay healthy. That's uh, former linebacker Demeco Ryan's.
2: Okay. Yep. Yep.
1: I'm not as hawkish as you guys are, and it's not because I think that they are deficient of talent. It's because of the division they live in. Um, I think that as we've talked about, those teams will beat each other up, and it's just tricky when uh, that many of your games are against guaranteed good teams. So I put them at 10 and 7 and making the playoffs, and I had them upsetting the Packers in the wildcard round and then losing to the division in the division round to the Buccaneers, So that's what I got on them. I I do believe that, you know, Shanahan's efficacy of the head coach, but it needs to start being more winning seasons rather than one good one that props Mm -hmm. up his his record to 29 and 35. Uh, But I am excited for, I like the fact that he's going to try this two quarterback stuff and he's just cool with it. It's not uh, It's not a, what are you going, what, what, what type of innovative garbage is this? This will never work. It's that if Shanahan's doing it, it must be right. And I like that he has that clout. And I think it's cool that we'll get to see almost like a high school or college feel to the NFL, assuming Lance is ready for the regular season in terms of the speed and all of that. It's one thing in preseason to be an all-star and you get to regular season. It's a little bit different story.
0: Uh, Shanahan's such a badass (laughs) I I love watching him on the sidelines his hoodie and just oh man he's another guy
1: he's another guy you wanted in Denver about four or five years ago
0: oh uh, yeah that's the one that got away the one that got away (laughs) Uh, we'll we'll be back Joseph yeah oh that was the bane of your existence
1: Fangio isn't any better (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> this is it's it's a pivotal year for him yeah that it is all right well next week we'll be on the eve of regular season football with the cowboys at the bucks <laughs> and we'll have a new slew of topics to cover and the nfl never deprives us of some news i'm sure we'll have five or six things that are scintillating to speak on but uh that's all we got
0: for tonight and peace later you guys have a good rest of your week huh
2: yeah Who's take saying?
0: it easy yeah later. yeah See yeah, You are watching a master at work. Thank you for listening to Believe.